Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning to everybody out there, and happy Tuesday for you. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake, or as we're calling it today, Early Talk with Sip and Buck. As I'm Jake Bachman, filling in for Jake Sorensen uh, one more time as he uh, will uh, travel back. He'll be ready for you guys, your, your early breakers, uh, here tomorrow. Uh, Sorensen will be back, so we will be back to normal for you guys. But today we still have a, a pretty good show, lots of stuff to go through, uh, maybe from the weekend or maybe just today because uh, it's a big day in the Nebraska basketball realm as Baylor Shireman, uh, former in-stater, uh, decides on a couple programs in the rumors are might be leaning toward a, a blue in-state program is that, though, is right? that what you're what else are we talking about today oh we've got plenty to talk about about the tampering situation that's going on in the nil world uh is that the, the line that needed to be crossed so that we finally established where the line is you know uh without a leader involved uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that um the ncaa violations for coach frost um, what does that mean? Is that a black eye on the program? I also want to kind of ask you about what a little bit of success for the program would do. Does that restore your faith altogether in Scott Frost? So we'll get all to that. Uh, Robin Washington Husker online uh, set to join us in the next hour as well. Good morning to Gus. He is here, our EP. Um, well, Bach, thanks. Thanks again. And that's a good rundown. Yeah, it's it a good feels pretty down. good. Yeah, no, sometimes no. these stories write themselves. We just have to tell them. <laughs> you, you that probably a, no. that's probably not a good thing for somebody that actually has to write the stories. <laughs> no, it's fine. because you actually do have to put in the work. But I'm saying as broadcast, we just have to tell them. Yeah. I shouldn't say we have to write them because yeah. that's a little bit more difficult. The Baylor Shireman, the Baylor Shireman story is fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. This morning he's making the announcement. Yeah, it was a pretty quick turnaround. He just announced. I guess it, it, you you never know when it's going to happen, but he narrowed his list down to ten. Seems like a week ago. It wasn't that long ago. Uh, then narrowed it down to five, like two days ago or yesterday or whatever it was. And then he's like, "Oh, I'm ready to run. There's no reason for me to narrow it down one by one. If I was uh, if I was one of these guys, I would have I would have done it day by day. Just cut off a school. That'd be that'd be crazy to start watching. This days of nil. That would have been something, you know, grab some attention. Some guys don't want the attention. <laughs> Do you yeah. have, hey, Bach, can you imagine that, that some guys don't want it? I don't understand. That's not how you market yourself, guys. <laughs> that's not I mean, that's not how you make money in this new world. Um, so, But I can believe it. I think I would probably be somewhat of a guy that wants to fly under the radar yeah. if I was one of those guys. Yeah. Of course, we, you can remember athletes in the past that – didn't necessarily like that portion. Oh, and now, now let's be fair. There's still a lot that don't. Oh yeah, not, not just in the past. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah there's nowadays. still a lot of guys. I mean, I know. I mean, I think this Devin Drew situation is an example. I just don't think he wants to play this game. Hmm. This is sort of a little high school game, you know. I want the attention. Um, yeah. <laughs> I uh, yeah no, I think that's what's going on there. Shireman, so Shireman's going to announce at nine. And you you say on the rundown, it looks like a heavy lean toward Creighton. Why, how did you come to that conclusion? 
What have you heard? Um, it's not like I have inside sources that are telling me anything, so don't don't take it that way. But I, just about everybody, once this announcement was made, it's basically there's been a lot of a lot of smoke in that direction, right? Okay. So basically, everybody that's followed the situation closely has predicted a Creighton victory in this race today tonight. Um, and uh, so I I I pretty much believe you know if I see here and there a few predictions, crystal balls, to this team or that team, um. Then, then you know, then I think it's kind of an open race, but it seems to be like that would be where uh, where the smoke is at least. You think so? Heading into the decision. This and you morning. asked the question on the rundown, which is fascinating. Now I I don't even know what this question hit me pretty hard, Bach. Yeah. Is this the day Nebraska fans have long feared, where Creighton stamps themselves as the it program in the state? I think this is uh this is about I mean we run through these different um it's a, it's theories and ideas that 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 don't work out and then it really hits you right in the face right like I think that the Scott Frost uh dynamic and we'll get to that in a little bit but the idea that a former Husker is all we need to run the program and get it back to glory you know that's that was a that's a theory that a lot of the fan base had for a long time. Trying it in in real time hurts to see it not not play out, right? right. Um, I don't think that there's any argument if you ask somebody that's been watching basketball in state what the better program is. Right. I do think that there is still a bit of a uphill battle for Creighton in smaller schools to. Um, to get people around the nation to know where what that is, where they're from, what you know, I, I think if you ask random college basketball fans, um, you know, uh, where's Xavier? Where's Xavier? Right? Yeah. Where you know? Where's Villanova? Do you know exactly where these no. schools are? St. John's. Like a lot of college basketball fans could give you the state, could give you an idea of it, um, but I wouldn't say that's everybody. So that's kind of the battle that they have moving forward. I think Creighton. I mean, along with Jay Wright's departure from Villanova. The Big East is wide open, basically, and I think that they could they could really start to take that next step as a program. Um, but this this is this is this is where it hits you in the heart, right? Is that this is an in-state guy, so Baylor Shire, right? There's not an, there's not enough talent in the state of Nebraska. <laughs> we talk about it for years, um, but Creighton has been able to get those guys over the last several years out of Omaha that Nebraska hasn't been able to get. This is basically, I mean, Baylor Shireman um, hasn't. You know, hasn't missed his words. He's he's wanted he wanted to play at Nebraska. You know, he ultimately obviously went to North Dakota State, um, and so if he wants to play for his or excuse me, South Dakota State, when he wants to return now that he's the Summit League Player of the Year, he's got his options open. He's had <laughs> flirtations with with uh, Kentucky and, and and Kansas that he took off his list. He's still got Duke in his finalists. So this is would be a big get for either program. Um, but if it ends up being in state, it looks like he, you know, again, if he chooses Creighton, I think that this is 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 where you again. I to me, it is that day. It is that day that that you've kind of long feared. Where even if you have the advantage of the fact that he's an in-state kid, maybe that doesn't mean. I mean, if you're not the it in-state program, then what good does that do for well, you? Well, here's the deal, Bach. I mean, I, I just like to ba base these conversations in reality. Okay. Mm -hmm. Baylor Shireman, you got to put yourself in his shoes, right? You never know what, what's going on in a young man's mind and what the pitch is behind the scenes. We don't know what the NIL situation is. Yeah. But Nebraska is vulnerable. Mm 
right now in this discussion. Nebraska is vulnerable in most discussions. That's fair, yeah. Okay. This is not the peak time for Fred Hoiberg to go after a recruit, I suppose. When you're 24 and 67 overall, that's a 253 winning percentage. When you're 9 and 50 in the Big Ten, that's a 153 winning percentage. <laughs> you're vulnerable. And you're vulnerable in these conversations. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I I don't I I don't know what now, it could be that Baylor Shireman looks at Nebraska and says, I have a chance to play for an NBA coach, a former NBA coach who can develop me. Um, a former NBA coach who's one of the all-time great shooters in the NBA. Um, he, he might look at it and say, I can go help resuscitate. Well, a resuscitate, I don't even know if you say resuscitate because it's <laughs> yeah, never just, been that good. Yeah. I can go help. I can go help be on the ground floor of building Nebraska's program into the sort of program it should be that people have waited, I don't know, Bach, 100 years yeah. for it to happen. Yeah. Um, he could be thinking that. I don't know, though. I don't. That doesn't sound that appealing to me. It really doesn't. It's Creighton, if I'm just being an objective person, well, of course Creighton sounds better. Of course it does. They just, they just were – they. With a minute to go against the eventual national champion in the round of 32, they were tied. Yeah. The excitement Extremely level, beat up, not having two of their best players, yet tied with the eventual national champion. Ex my excitement level as a person who lives in the state for Creighton basketball in the NCAA tournament was high. I was, I was like, jacked. Yeah. Look at this. Look at, look at Creighton. They have, they have a, a one seed on the ropes tied with a minute to go. With that team that was beaten down. Yeah. It was a great story. And now what does Creighton have coming back? Everybody. Yeah. That was a young team last year. I mean, they have virtually everybody coming back. That's it. You know what they are? They're a top 15 team. Top 10 team. Yeah. They're not vulnerable, Bach. They're, they're, you know what they are? They're the opposite of vulnerable. They're in a position where they're flexing. Right? Yeah. They're not vulnerable. So what? What? Yeah, I mean that's, uh, that's you got to base you got to base the world. You got to be real. You got to base yourself in reality. Yeah. What's real? Well, and the other teams the records on his are list real. Are, are there too? The records are real. All right. Right. Fred's record is what it is. You can't talk around it. Yeah, I mean, you. Can, How do you talk around it? You go to the the pitch of that I've I've developed some NBA players here at Nebraska, but it you know yeah don't bring up the record. You can't talk. You can't talk about it. That's not that's not going to be involved of a of a if you're talking about pros and cons. There's no pros with the record side of it. Vulnerable. So, yeah, and again with the other teams on his list, you know Arkansas might be the top ranked or one of the top ranked teams. If you haven't paid Arkansas, any attention, Eric Musselman's Arkansas, been getting anybody he wants. <laughs> Arkansas. Not vulnerable. Not vulnerable. Duke. Musselman. Musselman. Yeah. His record. Oh, yeah. Go with Arkansas. First. Musselman's record at Arkansas. He has a 723 winning percentage, 73 and 28. What did Arkansas do? Just got to the Elite Eight. Arkansas is loaded. Yeah. They got a lot coming back. Eric Musselman at Nevada was 110 and 34. That's a 764 winning percentage. Eric Musselman's not vulnerable right now. There's nothing that's, there's nothing about Eric Musselman's immediate past that even touches vulnerable. He's 
he's rolling. Oh, he is, yeah. They're an up-and-coming program. Yeah, Eric Musselman is rolling right now. Now, Brad Brownell, I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, I'm not sure exactly why Clemson was on Baylor Shireman's final five. I mean, I will say this about Brownell. He's stood the test of time. He's been there for 12 seasons at Clemson. I don't know what they were 17 and 16 this year, 8 and 12 in the ACC. He's he's 103 and 111 in the ACC. That's a 481 per, winning percentage. Um, he's not. I wouldn't say he's vulnerable right now at all, but he's not in the position that Creighton, Arkansas, and Duke is in. If Nebraska and, and Clemson were on a list for a recruiting battle, that wouldn't. That doesn't. Then that, you that's think, a win that Nebraska. Yeah. Can get. Then you're thinking, okay. Yeah. So maybe Nebraska's on even terms with Creighton or Clemson there, plus the in-state addition or in-state effect. You know, you'd think maybe if it comes down to Nebraska and Clemson, Nebraska might have a chance. Right. And but what Nebraska has, yeah, I agree with you. What Nebraska has is the PB, PBA, Pacific oh, yeah. Bank Arena. It has a, a fan base that sticks in there, and if it if it does get going here, it'll be immensely exciting. It'll be like it is at Creighton. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Right. You can watch top twenty-five battles within the state. You just have to go over to Big East country in yeah. Omaha. Yeah. Now there are people probably on the text line right now that are saying, "Stop with the Creighton talk." Is that, is that going on? Uh there's people that say they hate Creighton. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's naturally the the rivalry is there. I love that about it. It's better than not having a rivalry. You know, impact. You know. What, what kind of rivalry is it right now? Well, it's very one-sided. It's, it's very much, uh, but I mean, the very nature of it, because Creighton's not doesn't have a football program and the biggest in-state, um, you know, it, 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 I, even the Nebraska's football program's not doing well. That's the biggest in-state draw, obviously. Um, so there's always this big brother, little brother approach to it. But the little brother, like. This is like the, the big brother like started drinking right, like too much right out of high school and the and the little brother's been working out <laughs> and like he just outgrew him naturally for some uh, reason got, got all the, the physical the, gifts. The younger brother got thir- <laughs> younger brother got 34 on his ACT. Yeah, he's just yeah the, the prime example of everything that's going right and uh, you know I mean they've they've had their they've had some things going on over there great I suppose that have not been all older, all that great. Older but. brother crashed his Tesla. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, the, the older brother finally got a Tesla, which, you, you know, they've been asking for years, and he crashed it. <laughs> crashed it right away. Yeah, he's driving around a Tesla with a with a donut wheel on the... <laughs> he can't even change... He can't even know how to... Hey, Buck, he can't even know how to change a flat. Yeah, he's he's, he's working no, on it. No, this is... The, I, I Now, now listen, it's very possible Baylor Shireman could pick Nebraska. I mean, it is. It's a, he's on their he's on their finalist list. Fi- yeah, he's on their final list. What about Duke? Duke's interesting too. I know Duke's after like Ryan Kelly of Northwestern. Um, I I saw that out there. You know, so I I think that they're fine. They're trying to find uh, some you know a, a, a role, right? I don't think that you go after Ryan Kelly thinking this. You know, he's going to be the next superstar at Duke. Uh, you know, they they did this with Theo John. You know, in the past, who was on their team last year. Uh, we need a backup big. Let's go find a backup big. Okay. You know, so I I think that. With Baylor Shireman, though, obviously, you know, as, as the Summit League Player of the Year, there, I think that they have pitched him a little bit bigger of a role. I believe that's why Kansas and Kentucky might have kind of fallen to the wayside, is because maybe they were 
pitching that sort of role that I'm describing at Duke at Kansas or Kentucky, where you can kind of be, you know, sixth, seventh man, whatever. Um, or, you know, and then maybe Duke's g- given him a more of more love. I mean, that's possible. I don't know that for sure, but, um, that's interesting. I mean, that's certainly, uh, you, and, and, and if, if Nebraska ever lose any in-state kid, the Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, any of those schools that have put in decades and decades and decades of dominance and been the blue bloods of college basketball, I can't blame you. I mean, if, if that's what it comes down to, it's, it's kind of like the, you know, um, you know, the top names of, of the, 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 uh, the guys go, going out to Gonzaga, right? You lose the top, top kid in the state goes to Gonzaga. They're the number one team in the country. Okay, you know, Nebraska's got a lot to build up to compete with that. So I don't. That doesn't hurt me as much. If he picks Duke, okay, you know what? You know that's a. I can't blame any kid, no matter where you're born, wherever, whatever, whoever you grew up with. If Duke basketball offers you a scholarship, that's, you know, you're one of the very few. So John Shire is taking over at Duke. Yeah, for Coach K. John Shire, who I I don't. Do you remember him in 2010? He was a he was a guard on their national yeah, championship he's a solid team. Yeah, player, yeah. Yeah, he's ninth, he's ninth on Duke's all-time scoring list. John, Is he that high? Yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah, he's not, yeah, he's yeah, he's ninth on Duke's all-time scoring list. Baylor Shireman ready to make his announcements this morning at 9 a.m. Uh Creighton, you think Creighton? I, now, I hadn't heard that. It's interesting that you you're I hadn't heard that Creighton looks like the heavy favorite. That's what you were hearing yesterday. Yeah, that's what I saw basically from all the uh, what? all the predi- the predictors on, that right? on Twitter. Yeah, Is that predictions right? are are flying in for Creighton. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, and then to reset, Bach, you. This is an interesting. This question really struck me. Is this the day Nebraska fans have long feared where Creighton? stamps themselves as the it program in the state. Now, people are going to wonder right off, Bach, it's not like this is the first guy they've lost to Creighton. Yeah. But it's different, isn't it? Does it feel different because Summit League Player of the Year, proven. I mean, he's a proven player. Right. He, he has Duke already after him, Kansas, Kentucky, et cetera. Um, has narrowed it down to five, including Arkansas, with Eric Musselman, one of the absolute hottest coaches in the in the in, in college basketball. Yeah, Creighton with I say top fifteen team, preseason top fifteen team coming back. Bach, that's conservative. Right. I mean, when I say top fifteen, I can guarantee you top fifteen. Can I guarantee you top ten? Probably. Can I yeah. guarantee you top seven? I don't know. I don't know where it goes from top yeah. ten. Well, and then you know, preseason college basketball rankings are some of the worst preseason rankings. I they think are, that there but are. Creighton, Creighton's pretty safe. But yeah, but there there are certain teams that that you feel comfortable slotting them in there. And then there's other teams that are they on the rise. If they hit their peak, then we'll you know then they could be the number four team in the country. So you rank them there. You, you uh, feel comfortable with Creighton? But Creighton, yeah, Creighton's a, an established program, a young team last year that. That again, no matter what it seems like, the roster they have out there, um, they live up to expectations. They did. They, they won the Big East tournament, I believe, or or they were runners up uh, to Villanova. Um, and again, now Villanova's Jay Wright is out the door. So it's 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 I, I it's an opening there in the Big East. And I think Creighton would be if Villanova does take a hit. Would be the team to step up and take that place, and it's a, it's almost a perfect timing for them. You know, they've they've, they've got uh, stability in their program. They they got the Kamara kid who's probably going to go pro after this season. Um, so, uh, you know, I, 
I, I I completely agree with you. A top ten program, yeah. If you're Baylor Shireman, did you listen? Do you listen to what you just were going through there? If you're Baylor Shireman, you're going to a pretty stable, stable yeah. situation that's liable to take off. Yeah. If you're going to Nebraska, you're rolling the dice. Now, does he want to roll the dice? Does he want to roll the dice? Now, he's from Aurora. Right. It's possible he has a very strong mm, pull. There might be a very strong pull to Nebraska. You know, he, maybe he has that. Maybe he's always wanted to play for the, you know, flagship school in the state. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he has a strong connection with Fred Hoiberg or somebody on that staff. That would be, but he would be rolling the dice at Nebraska. It would be a big, it'd be a big gamble. Yeah. And it's, it's a tough situation coming off of a season that was at times incredibly ugly, right? Oh, yeah. Incredibly ugly. I mean, the whole tenure has been ugly. The, now, is that what you want to get yeah. yourself into? You want to get yourself into a season where the, where the, where the, the the CHI Health Center or whatever they're calling it yeah. now. I don't know what they're calling it <laughs> they now. They change it again, yeah. Yeah, wherever that <laughs> arena that Omaha plays in, whatever it's called now, is packed all the time where you're playing big games all the time. Oh, yeah. Where you're playing meaningful games out of the gate because you're thinking, you're thinking, oh, we're yeah, we're not thinking about getting sneaking into the NCAA tournament. We're talking about a team that probably can make a run. Yeah. I mean, just think about the, the upside of the time that you have. Like you said, if you go to Nebraska – and you make the NIT, that's a good season. If you go to Creighton... I, I'm not even saying that anymore. Nobody follows the NIT. I, well, I was right. saying that. I was saying that this year. Like, just get to the NIT. It ain't going to make a... It, uh, come on. It doesn't help that much, but no. it's a step in the right... Uh, it'd yes, be way better right. than anything that Fred Oybrick's <laughs> yeah, done yeah. so far, yeah, is what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yes, it would. And so, I mean, it's kind of like this, this discussion for the football team, to be honest with you. It's right. where it's like... Is seven and five where you want to be? No, not at all. Nobody wants to be seven and five in the long term. Very but similar. at least it would be Very a step in the right direction. But that's the point is like Baylor Shireman could be the difference. You know, is that your pitch to him? Is you could you could come in and, and take us to the NIT and then and then who knows from there, right? Or you're Creighton, you're Duke, you're Arkansas, you yes. say we're gonna play uh, on Big Monday, we're gonna play oh, yeah. uh oh, yeah. you know, we're gonna play several nationally televised top twenty five games, and then when the tournament hits where people really make their name and make their money We'll be there. We're not. We're not. We're not thinking about hopefully getting an 11 seed and sliding in. We'll. We'll be there. Yeah. Think about. Think about what Musselman's done. Look at what Musselman's done. Not only at Arkansas for three years, but Nevada. He's on a roll. Eric Musselman is on one hell of a roll. Oh, he is. As a head coach. It. Again, at Nevada, 764 winning percentage, and he just. He just. He took Fayetteville by storm. He hasn't really backed off. 723 winning percentage at Arkansas. Elite eight. I mean, I'm kind of surprised that Creighton has an edge on Arkansas. Yeah. Really? Well, then the edge might be that they're Arkansas's recruiting too well, right? Like, maybe that's part of the maybe idea that, is that when yeah. we talk about it, like Creighton, we just spent moments and moments um, talking about how great of a position their program is. You're right. As far as up and coming and, and recruiting surprising class this past year, Arkansas was it. Arkansas somehow is, is battling with the Blue Bloods, like Nolan Richardson's there again. This could be a very significant day for Creighton. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure that. I would go so far as to say this is a day that Nebraska fans have long feared where 
Creighton stamps and stamps itself as the internal it program. I don't college basketball is it can be kind of volatile. Yeah. Um, I don't know that Creighton's always going to be in this position. I don't know that Nebraska is always going to be in its current position. Mm-hmm. But I, so I don't look at it quite like that. I don't look at it like with the finality that that question suggests. But it'll be a kick in the gut yeah. to Nebraska fans if he takes Creighton today. Well, Would you feel much better, Bach, as a Nebraska fan if he picked Arkansas or Duke or Clemson? Um, kind of, but I, to be honest with you, I'm kind of, I at least like interests. I at least like rivalries. I at least would be more interested if he picks Creighton, to be honest with you. So I, <laughs> if he doesn't choose Nebraska, oh man, and maybe that's, you know, maybe that's <laughs> no, just, that's all right. That's all right. You're I don't journalist. know. You're a journalist. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. You want the interesting story. Yeah. And, and, I, and I also think Creighton's like, it's not, uh, Creighton's going to be. Eight or nine point favorite when you, they take the floor against Nebraska with or without Baylor Shireman. You know, I don't. I'm not sure if it really is is going to change that game right. all that much. It will change how we feel about it and the, the emotions going into it. And I just want at least that. That's what Nebraska. Pro, that's what Nebraska basketball's left me with is cheering that other teams have storylines that make my team interesting, <laughs> because it's not doing it on its own. Well, so that's an issue. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's an issue. Well, it is. Nebraska basketball has been an issue. I don't even know. Um, you know, obviously bringing Derek Walker back, the, the you know the Romel Lloyd's, the Blaze Keita's coming in. Um, you've been pitched that sort of thing before. I don't know who their best player is. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if Lat Man's coming back. I don't know if Trey McGowan's no, coming back. The, the roster's in flux. Lat Man's not coming back. Yeah, it's not looking like Trey McGowan's is coming back. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, who is their best player? Who's the guy like like Bryce McGowan's that's going to score seventeen a game? Who's the guy like? The guard um, escaping my name, Alonzo Verge. Alonzo Verge, yeah. who averaged fourteen, who averaged fourteen point five a game. Who are those guys, Bach? I don't know. And you got to do more than replace the guys on the last place Big Ten team or second to last place Big Ten team. <laughs> so, all right, what are we gonna do next? Battle. What are we gonna do next? Uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about this nil situation. Is the Jordan Addison tampering situation where we are going to draw the line for nil? I'll argue that at least somebody had to push the boundaries so we know where that breaking point is. If this isn't it, I guess we'll keep pushing. So we'll talk about that next year on Early Break with Sip and Jake at 93.7 The Ticket.